0: You're listening to a podcast series from Vietcetera Production. Vietnam is forecasted to be one of the fastest growing economies in Southeast Asia and the world. To understand the dynamics behind Vietnam's miracle growth, Vietcetera meets with business leaders every week to discuss the country's future growth prospects. We also learn about how they build and manage teams and why they think innovation will be key to Vietnam's role in the world order. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Vietnam Innovators. It's your host, Hao Tran, here for uh, another round of uh, innovating stories about what's going on in Vietnam. Uh, Thanks for your support over the the many years that we've been doing the show, and of course, uh, for tuning in every single week. Um, Today's guest is a guest from the UK. His name is Chris Sheldrick. Uh, He is the CEO and co-founder of What Three Words?, Uh, what they do exactly, the the name of the company kind of implies. Um, It's it's a combination of three words and related to um, maps and locations. Um, I'll kind of let Chris explain the rest of it. Um, But before we do that, I'll I'll kind of set the tone for why Chris is on the show. Um, As you guys know, the borders have reopened here in Vietnam for a couple of months now. And there's been a flow of uh, companies and and business travelers coming back to Vietnam. Uh, Chris being one of the first, actually, uh, I'm, I'm sure amongst that group. And we actually met during a tour that was arranged by VinFast, which is one of the uh, clients of uh, Chris's company, Uh, VinFast being the electric vehicle maker. Um, And they've arranged a tour throughout all of Vietnam. Uh, We met in Hanoi, though, uh, where we got to see the VinFast electric vehicle factory um, and and a lot more uh, that Chris maybe will touch upon later. Anyways, we met during this tour, uh, 6 a.m. at uh, the Metropole Hotel in Hanoi. That was the only time we had available. um, And I'm very glad we were able to connect Chris that's enough from me uh welcome to the show
1: pleasure thanks so much Hal
0: uh Chris let's just start off like um who are you what do you what do you do um let's just start with something short and sweet
1: Sure. So um, I'm CEO and co-founder of What3Words. So we're a global address system. Uh, as you touched on, we, we divide the world into three meter squares, and we name each three meter square in the world with three words from the dictionary. So something like table, chair, spoon is the name of one of our uh, three meter squares, coffee, branch, pyramid is another. And we literally have enough combinations of three words that we've done that all around the world from Alaska to New Zealand, everything in between um, three words for three meters.
0: Excellent, and you know, in the context of Vietnam, um, before we get into the details of the startup journey that you've gone through, um, I'm sure you use Vietnamese language too. It sounds like not just English. Um, yeah, that's yep. right. So we, we do
1: the system in 51 languages now. And so if you are a Vietnamese speaker, uh, those words that I just mentioned would be in Vietnamese um, and you can navigate anywhere in the world using three Vietnamese words, even if you're in the Brazilian rainforest. Um, but it obviously covers all of Vietnam first, because we think it's important if someone's going to use a system like this, that people can do it in their their first language, uh, their native language. And we're, we're trying to do even more languages to get global coverage.
0: OK, And uh, Chris, let's just start off with the problem you were trying to solve. Um, I mean, here in Vietnam and to our listeners here in Vietnam, uh, I'm sure we have a lot of issues related to uh, maps and locations. Like there are houses down alleys, there are new buildings being built uh, almost every day that don't have an address yet, and uh, it's hard to get around. Um, But I'd like to hear from you what that kind of challenge um, you you saw, your team saw when you uh, created the company. What was it exactly that inspired it?
1: yeah well when we started the company i mean i think it was my personal issues with the dressing which had just bothered me for my whole life i mean you mentioned some examples from vietnam um, in the village i live in uh here in the uk Uh, Nobody has a street number. We just have a house name and the village name and nobody's ever really been able to find my house. I live on a farm and for years we've tried to get deliveries and people just kind of sail past um, on the main road and and just Mm -hmm. don't have any way of of being able to type anything into a mapping app, which will bring up my house. So I think to start with, I was just kind of annoyed by addresses and postcodes going, why are these not kind of universal? Why is my village kind of left out? And then I worked for 10 years in the music business. Um, I ran a music business. We put on um, large scale events around the world. And I was the guy who had to organize everybody getting to sort of the back of the stadium to load all the equipment in. And it's as simple as, you know, you try and put an address and some directions on a on a schedule for everyone. And then at five minutes to four, everyone calls you in a panic going, I've put the address in, and but I'm by a lamppost and it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like where I need to be. And um, it just kind of dawned on me. Um, yeah, addresses sort of work some of the time, but not all of the time. And we're a long way into the world of tech without a solution to this. So I actually tried to get the London music business typing in GPS coordinates, so the latitude and longitude. And I used to give out on the schedules these eight-digit latitudes, eight-digit longitudes. And people people said, Chris, this is very complicated. (laughs) Why why are you doing this? Um, And so I guess the idea I had was, well, you've got a system like this, which is very accurate, gps coordinates but nobody uses it really no no normal person uses this in everyday life so if you could condense 16 numbers into something really really easy and memorable maybe we could create a global system um, that everybody uses which is a three meters accuracy and really i mean i chatted about it with my friend mohan it was kind of how how do we get how do we make such a system And it was just really finding out when we threw these ideas around that there's enough combinations of three words. That's kind of the thing. You've got to fill 57 trillion three meter squares with something unique. And you can do that because there are enough combinations of three words. Uh, There's more than 57 trillion, in fact. So um, that was just kind of how the idea came about. And I was so taken with it. I just dropped what I was doing in the music business and was like, right. We're going to set up, what, three words? And um, yeah, that's how it got started.
0: Okay. And that was 10 years ago, you said?
1: Yeah, nearly. So yeah, uh, 2013, we started. So yeah, nearly coming out to 10 years now.
0: So over those years, how many many, um, users of uh, the platform are there now?
1: So uh, we're used across 191 countries, um, millions and millions of, of users, which is fantastic. Our biggest market is here in the UK, which mm-hmm. in some ways is bizarre because people say the UK is the best addressed country in the world. I mean, I would disagree with them from my personal experience, um, but either way, we are definitely a household name here. Um, you can use us for things like deliveries when you order us anything with DHL, with DPD, Uh, Hermes the big big delivery companies here in their apps you can actually go in and input your three words Mm -hmm. um, and they'll deliver stuff to your door even with the government emergency services so police fire and ambulance 85% of those you can call up if you know you're in the forest and your cousin has a heart attack you can you can give the three words and the government accepts it through those emergency services so um just in in many ways of society in the UK um what three words is just known and understood, which a lot of the time people in other countries find kind of odd. They're like, God, you know, the system is these three random words which are meaningless to the location. How how have you sort of got to that level of adoption? And I guess, yeah, we've got good at it over the the last few years. And now is the time that we're expanding a lot internationally. Um, we focused on some countries like Germany, Japan, Korea. But now Vietnam is a really interesting country that we're, we're spending more and more time in.
0: Yeah, let, well, let's talk about the the Vietnam angle, you know, I mentioned earlier, um, and you probably had your own um, challenges coming to Vietnam, Chris, it's hard to kind of find out where the entrance of the door is, let alone the building itself. Um, uh, why, why Vietnam? Let's talk about your first customer here. Um, what kind of spurred your interest further in exploring this market?
1: So I guess we got into it um, through Vinfast, but I guess before that, um, what one of the big applications for what three words has been car navigation systems. So a few years ago, Mercedes Benz were the first car company to adopt what three words, which means in a Mercedes car, you can either mm. type in the three words or speak the three words and the car will then navigate to that three meter square. And then after that, we've seen um, 17 other car companies now follow suits, uh, which includes Mitsubishi, includes Subaru, um Meant many of the sort of household name car companies, and then it was God. I guess it was only actually about six months ago or so um, that we we had a note from from Vinfast saying they'd heard about uh, what three words were interested. I then uh, got to meet Madame Tui uh, in Singapore, uh, who is the CEO of Vinfast, and she was just particularly taken with the idea. Uh, we discussed addresses in Vietnam um, that that many in many places is difficult. Um, you know, they are either not accurate or don't exist in many places. Um, but also, Vinfast have global aspirations, and and she was very um, assured of the fact that yes, this could be globally applicable to anybody who wants to have a really good experience in your car. Uh, the navigation is pretty crucial. In fact, there's many studies which show like people putting stuff into their car navigation is the, is the number one issue that drivers have. Um, and so I, I think she was incredibly keen that what three words should come to the cars, both for Vietnam, um, but also globally. And and then not long after, I think it was early January this year, just at CES, we announced the partnership with them uh, and a deal.
0: And, and it's incredibly exciting for us amazing so vinfast obviously is a household name here in vietnam uh, to be seen on the global stage of course they're just about to start selling if if not already actually um within the vietnam context um you were telling me when you were here a couple months ago um that you were talking to some folks not just in you know the car industry is one but um in uh in e-commerce in um other applications um maybe you can share more about how how else what three words can be used um, in a, in a in different industries or within Vietnam as well,
1: right? So I um, I mean two of our, our really big sectors are mobility, which for which car navigation falls into it, um, but also ride hailing. We work with people like Kareem in the Middle East with Cabify in Spain, uh, where you can actually when you when you order a ride, you can put in your destination as the three words, and it will then take you there. So we kind of have that all all as the mobility sector, which is I want to go somewhere and three words you should be able to use um, that with. So, um, but the other one is logistics. And as I touched on in the UK, people like DHL here, you can use it with. Um, And the time I spent in Vietnam, I met um, with a couple of logistics companies and I'm gonna come back soon. I'd like to meet some more because it seems that that is a very real problem in Vietnam when people are putting in a destination for where they want that e-commerce item to be delivered. Um, Many people have problems with their address, they get called by the drivers or items get returned saying, actually, we couldn't find the address. This doesn't exist. Um, And so there's a very clear need for something like what three words, um, it seems. So what we'd love to do soon, once one of those integrations is is going to be hopefully completed shortly, is then announce, hey, you can use what three words with this particular company. But really, we want what three words to be a standard that you don't have to think, oh, can I use it with this company? Can I not with this? Ideally, just anywhere that you'd expect to use an address, we'd like you to be able to use what three words. So um, we're we're talking to a number of the companies who are doing uh, deliveries, right hailing, so that anything that you're using with a smartphone and an address, you can hopefully use us.
0: So you're expanding globally now, and the name is is getting out there, both on the B2B side, but also uh, the consumers. I mean, at the end of the day, you have to have enough people actually using the application to justify these b2b companies to adopt it um which leads me to my question um how do you how do you guys monetize what, what was your breakthrough kind of like um i guess you could say client deal that allowed you to kind of continue on that momentum and, and streak where yes the uk your a household name um but what all these new markets that you're going to how do, how do you how do you guys achieve that
1: so yeah the first thing is worth saying is that what three words is totally free for the end consumer so um the first thing a lot of people do when they hear about our concept is they go huh well if you've named every three meter square in the world what's my house called so Mm. uh yes anybody can download the what three words app you can use it in vietnamese english or any of these languages and you can find your house or your office and you can go to your front door and see the three words and your back door and see the three words that is all totally free for the consumer and it's totally free to then use it in anything else So the way we monetize is purely B2B, um, and that's for any company that will be used to paying for addresses anyway. So I mentioned the car navigation systems. I mentioned logistics companies. All of them are used to paying for addresses because when they get an address, they have to pay a service to translate Mm -hmm. that to coordinates to either make the delivery or route the navigation. So actually, we're not we're not inventing a business model or sector or anything like that. Um, we're just going up against traditional addresses and the business model that people have there. So, it's it's pretty straightforward. Um, when when you mentioned the breakthrough customer, it's it's funny. Our, so before Mercedes, the first customer we had was the Mongolian postal service, um, and this was for, with, with a guy that I met um, in China in an event, uh, a Mongolian guy businessman, and um, he was really sort of fixated on the what three words idea. And then he called me out of the blue two months later and said, Chris, I've just bought a third of the Mongolian Postal Service um, and um, we have real trouble knowing where people live. So it's kind of like, A, can you come to Mongolia? And B, can you develop the system in Mongolian? Um, and I basically said <laughs> yes to both things and got on a plane. Um, and, and then we did our first partnership pretty much globally was with the Mongolian Postal Service, which, wow. which is phenomenal. And then even at so the UK... Ongoing? Yeah, it's still ongoing, ongoing. um a, a uk tv show actually sort of challenged him were, was sort of like um i wonder if this works so they sent a letter sort of live on the tv show just with the person's name they wrote the three words mongolia posted it and um and the letter arrived um this was wow. on the qi wow. tv show and um yeah it's it's fantastic it's still there we actually have a team of nine people uh based in ilan the capital um and it's been a, a brilliant success story for us so um uh, but it also just shows the versatility of what we're doing. If you can, if your customers are the Mongolian Postal Service and Mercedes, um, and there's quite a few others as well, there really are quite wide applications for what three words. We're also looking at things like drone delivery um, and, and all sorts. So, um, yeah, that but that was a really important moment and to have a lot of affection for Mongolia and everything that 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 deal brought us.
0: I mean, it's it's helped justify a team of nine now now there. So you started. Let's let's zoom in on Mongolia a little bit. I want to see kind of like the how the go to market and expansion of that unfolded. So you started with the post office, which is a great entry point. Um, it touches a lot of consumers and businesses. What what were some of the um, follow on kind of effects of that that uh, first client uh, in Mongolia? Did you pick up other clients? Did people start downloading the app? Uh, like. You saw download spikes or I'm curious how that turned out.
1: So exactly. So uh, there's a lot of news around the announcement and that got a lot of downloads and people just they're like anywhere interested to go, hey, what are my three words? Um, it's just something as our team have always explained, like people have really grown up in Mongolia using directions more than addresses. It's just sort of the way that things are done. And so um, this was really a lot of people's first experience with any kind of navigation platform. Um, but then, yes, the the mission was, OK, well, actually, we need to get the people that, that feed the postal service. Uh, so Han Bank, which is the biggest bank there, they started putting a what the words field on their forms. If you order a credit card, they had so many problems with missed deliveries that there's now a dedicated field. It's still there on the Han Bank credit card application form. Um, and that was kind of first follow on client number one. Then I think now pretty much every e-commerce company in the in the country has a what three words field, so that when you're checking out and you put in your address, if you know it, if it exists, you can then put in the what three words, and then the the other logistics companies aside from Mongol Post know know what three words and are able to use it, and in many cases it just beams it straight to the driver's phone as a pin, uh, because it got converted effectively by that business model I explained, and then also there, just like in the UK, the emergency services adopted it. Uh, because they have such difficulties finding people so we've sort of got a bit of a playbook for how this um, how the adoption curve works in a country and it's good like we had less resources then Mongolia is only three million people and so Mm. you get to understand how to do marketing and how to get network effects in a smaller country which is which is very useful if you're then going to go and do the same thing in far bigger countries uh like here the uk and, and obviously vietnam not dissimilar population um but it it was great to understand and yes with a relatively small team um that's that's how we did it um but it's great to have an office there and some of the uh, my colleagues there now work on other markets as well as mongolia and it, it's it's almost been our sort of asian office that we have mm. and we we'd like to grow even more
0: phenomenal that's quite the story um so what, what's next for what three words? I mean, um, you, you're you're around the globe now um, and uh, Mongolia was the first and you're in other countries now. Um, what's the focus? Are you guys still focused on like the product development? Um, are you guys focused on just pure audience adoption? Um, what, what's next for you guys? So audience
1: adoption is definitely our highest priority. So we get a lot of what I call sort of spill into other countries that people now hmm. I mean, if you go to the whatthroughwords.com dot slash products page, there are just hundreds and hundreds of things that you can now use what three words with um, internationally, and then people will sort of find out about it in that platform and go, "Huh, what's this?" You know, if you're in Argentina, um, they'll they'll kind of look into it, and we get downloads now from from so many countries. So by focusing on individual countries, it also helps the global mission basically. So we we we, we cherry pick each nation that that we go into. And I think um, you know, Vietnam has been somewhat of a bit of a fortuitous um, thing for us just to have, from having met Vinfast, from having signed a deal with Vinfast, from knowing that this is coming to Vietnamese cars and the fact I've now got to travel to the country, I've now got to see, okay, wow, this is an amazing startup system, ecosystem which is growing very fast with companies in all of our target sectors. There is clearly an addressing issue um, in many parts of the country. And so it just feels like it could be our a sweet spot for for another country for what through us to grow in. So we are uh, planning at the moment how that's going to look if we scale up on the consumer side as well as B two B. But for for our whole strategy as a company based in London, yes, it's it's about choosing six or seven countries that we really push hard into. But off the back of that, we just get adoption in so many others, which sort of creeps up. And I guess like any company with global aspirations, you hope that after a while you have to push less because in, in every country, people have just encountered you in some shape, way or form. Mm. Uh,
0: you mentioned earlier, um, I mean, this all sounds really rosy and, and very positive positive, optimistic. Um, on this show, we also like to highlight some of the challenges and I'm sure you've heard many times from, uh, you know, potential investors or customers. Um, you mentioned, you know, the traditional map uh, providers are also uh, your your competitors. So Google, right, um, Apple, uh, whatever else is out there. Um, why, why choose what three words uh, compared to Google Maps? Um, why would somebody pay extra for that service when the audience, you know, the user base is smaller? Um, maybe you can run through some of those. Sure. So I I think it's important uh, to distinguish because
1: um, we don't make any maps and we don't make any navigation tech, um, which is an important point. And and you could anyone could be confused for thinking that we do, because when you open the what Through Words app, you see a map. But that Mm. is either a Google map or an Apple map. And we bring in Mm -hmm. maps from others. Um, So we're not making maps and therefore we're not competing with those map providers. Um, In fact, our ultimate ambition, as I sort of say to everyone here, is actually for us to be able to delete our app we're not trying to really build an app because if you can find your three word address in one of the maps you already use on your phone, and then you can put it into your logistics app or your ride hailing app or your car, there is then no need for the what three words app. So success for us Mm -hmm. is actually making our own app completely redundant. Um, So I think the only thing we're competing with is kind of what people did yesterday and what people did yesterday is probably put in either a place name which you know if you're trying to find a small cafe sure it's that's okay you're going to find it but if it's a bigger place and you need a specific entrance um yes we think you should use a three-word address and not what you did there um if you're somewhere where your address doesn't work um by all means use use a three-word address um uh, either as well as or instead of what you were doing and so for the b2b companies it's not a case of paying extra as i mentioned earlier they're already paying for addresses so it's it's an either or for them, and it won't be any more expensive or cheaper with us. It's it's just a a different service which provides the same thing. So I think really what we're doing is kind of completely new. We have very few competitors, if any, across the world. Because to be a true competitor of what three words, you'd have to be making some kind of code for latitudes and longitudes, and there are very few people doing that. Um, I think we're we're sort of safely in in first place, if you like, and the ones with with a lot of global awareness. Um, it's just a case of people going, great, if I know about what three words, I'm actually going to use it. Um, and that can be one of the hurdles to get through from, okay, I've heard about this as this a cool concept. Great. I'll park that in my brain um, to next time, uh, you know, you need to go somewhere, add the three word address. Um, there, there was one of, we have an investor based in Vietnam uh, who I saw the other day and it was brilliant on his business card. He'd actually put the three slashes and then his three words at the bottom of the business card, um, which is brilliant because he says everyone says to him, huh, what's this? And it's just a great way of educating people mm-hmm. on, hey, I use the what three word system. So, um, yeah, for us, com- com- competition in the traditional sense is is very different. It's just behavior change. How do you get the whole world in a time scale that suits us? to um, to stop doing what they were doing and say, you know, coffee, banana spoon, which on one hand kind of sounds a bit crazy, um, but as we've seen in the UK, you can just normalize something as crazy as it might sound um, at first,
0: if it's really providing use and value to people. Incredible. I, I, I wanna touch upon the um, the history of the company and uh, the journey you've taken to, especially from a uh, company building perspective. Um, are you guys venture backed? I assume so. And uh, what's, what's that future look like for you guys? Are you, um, are you looking to go public, perhaps? Uh, what's a future partnership look like for you guys? Uh, what's, what's the end game for What3Words? um sure it's a very
1: very good question so um i mean we, we start as many companies do with a seed round um which for which we didn't have any venture money and we just um found people like what three words is one of those kind of i i, I call it a good idea for raising investment because some some people absolutely love it and then some people are either confused by it or just sort of say i don't know, this is ever going to catch on three random words you guys are totally nuts um and so i i think it's good having something which polarizes opinion Um, because it means that all of the people who like it really like it Um, and so we raised a good amount of money from angel investors to start with Um, and then we we did institutional money we got intel capital on board they were the first institution and then we started bringing on strategics because we realized that the biggest thing for what three words is credibility and, mm-hmm. and from having attachments to brands people have heard of. So um, then we brought on companies like, um, like Aramex, which is the Middle East's biggest uh, delivery company they are like a DHL out there, for example, um, Mercedes invested as well as uh, doing a partnership with us. Um, Ikea who see this um, also as something for home delivery. Um, they've invested um, Sony, uh, Subaru, Um, both work in the mobility space in Japan, Um, and um, there's also uh, SAIC Motors, um, a really big car company based in China. Um, And so we've sort of gathered this this great list of big mobility and logistics investors, um, and it just shows whenever we go into a new market, people recognize a bunch of the logos on your investor list it gives you that credibility that people take it seriously. Um, so yes, we, we've we've raised well. Uh, we've got a team of 160 now globally. Um, and yeah, at some point we would love to to go public. Um, we're 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 thinking about it, but I think that's definitely a couple of years out. Um, for now, everybody's just very kind of psyched up here about how do we make those next few countries as big as the UK has become. Um, and I think we'll, we'll definitely do that. Before we before we think about going public,
0: let's visualize too. What what countries are you guys most popular in? Um, so the UK is number one, at least from a, you know people that are using the three what three words. Um, sounds like Mongolia is very successful, but of course, small population. Uh, what are some of the other countries that you could highlight in terms of just in terms of audience base, but also um, success stories? So um, in Europe, Germany would be the biggest one at the
1: moment uh, that we're doing. With we're, we're thinking about some others here. Um, Japan and Korea, um, have both gone incredibly well. Um, and I mean, the, the Japanese system is something that sort of baffles many people. It's the, it's the only country in the world where streets are numbered in the order that houses were built. So you can Mm -hmm. have number one next to 82 next to 43, uh, which confuses plenty of people travelers and and native japanese uh, people alike um we're working a lot in india at the moment so we're partnered with Tata motors who are the biggest um car company made there and and expanding there considerably um, vietnam is, is probably our, our newest market that we've done relatively little in so far but but we're very excited about and then um over in the us and canada um, we've seen a bunch of adoption recently um, through emergency services like the Los Angeles fire department have taken it um, in Canada. It's used a lot for the same thing. And we're making that progression at the moment there from emergency services into the big car companies, logistics, people thinking of drone delivery and, and all these other kind of companies based based out there. Um, they may be working globally, but, but we have a team out in the US as well. So those are probably the main markets for now, um, also the Middle East. I mean, it's COVID was tricky, as it was for everybody, especially if you're a business working internationally because you can't travel anywhere. Um, mm. But as you say, I, was, I think I was one of the first people into Vietnam recently after they lifted the restrictions. Similarly in Korea um, and our team are now kind of back out around the world. But um, I think it would be tricky to do more countries than that with a team of only 160. Everyone's on a plane a lot. Um but yeah, if, if if all goes well, then we'll be able to add plenty more countries to that soon.
0: Cool. And in Vietnam, um, I mean, you've been coming here. Uh, do you have plans to build a team here? If so, who are you hiring? This is a bit of a plug here. If you want to mention anything, I'm sure a lot of our listeners too are are interested. What's your plan for Vietnam? And you know, given your playbook um, here, you're looking for partners, but also maybe uh, staff or you know, a team that's it um we
1: we would love to build a team in vietnam i think so i would definitely encourage anyone i mean like find me on um on social on twitter or linkedin or or anything and just um ping me if you would be interested if, if you're one of the people who's going god that water word sounds very cool i'd love to i'd love to build this out in vietnam please drop me a note uh, because we are thinking about team on the ground right now um we, we we're going to be working closely with Vinfast, but all there's also there's other partners i mentioned across logistics right heading e-commerce um and, and we will need a local team to be able to do that um you know it doesn't have to be huge that's one of the nice elegant things about growing a tech business but we want somebody who can go and talk to partners and explain what we do um so so definitely anyone who's interested please please get in touch but i think yes we would love to put people on the ground It's something we're doing in every country that we're we're spending time in
0: phenomenal these are um, very cool insights and opportunities if um uh, you know, it, it, what three words can be brought to Vietnam. So I hope some of our listeners will be following up. Um, Chris, uh, that kind of wraps up um, some of the main kind of talking points and things that we wanted to to bring up on the show. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add to our audience of, again, mostly Vietnam based uh, listeners who might be interested in what you're trying to do here? Um, I, I think to be honest, we covered so much of it. Um Vietnamese
1: was one of the um, sort of funny anecdotes. It was one of the languages that kind of broke a lot of our tech um, because I think I think it's the only language in the world, or certainly the only one we've done so far, where you have spaces within the words. And mm. I think we we hadn't sort of reckoned on that when we built how our tech was going to be structured. But we were very proud um, to have sort of launched Vietnamese successfully, um, being able to support spaces between words. Um, and then we had so many talks internally here in the UK on the Vietnamese language by our, by our languages team. So everyone understood this outlier. Um, so I really would encourage anyone listening. Um, we're We're sort of very proud of the Vietnamese version. Please do download the app. Find your three words for your front door in Vietnamese. Hopefully you like the words. Um, if you don't, maybe move three meters to the next square um, and and let us know what you think. But yeah, any feedback on the product is is massively appreciated. Um, so yeah, what's words is in the app stores and we'd love to hear from people.
0: You know, on that note, I, I do have one more question for you. The whole language team, did you have to bring on a consultant for every language to kind of advise how that would work? And what is that rollout implementation process? Because you have, you know, trillions of these uh, three meter spaces, uh, boxes rather, um, How does that language process work? Let's start with the Vietnamese. Perhaps you can share the story of how that got kickstarted.
1: It's a good good question. Uh, it's not like we just download a dictionary and then launch, which is what I think some people assume. It's It's a really, really thorough process. So in Vietnamese, we didn't hire one consultant. We hired 50 consultants. Wow. All Vietnamese speakers. All Vietnamese speakers, and importantly, natively Vietnamese speakers. And um, Were they based
0: in the UK or kind of working remotely? So
1: we we have people working remotely. And what's important for us when we do any language, I mean, Vietnamese is somewhat simpler in that respect, um, because it's mainly spoken in one country. But we we will recruit them around to make sure that we're not sort of biasing our word list towards Mm. words that are only spoken in one country or something, if if it's a language which covers many. Um, and also just the diversity of thought uh, because people have different views about different words and is that a good word is that a bad word is that a homophone words that sound the same but are spelled differently Um, and so we basically launch when we've got several people all having given an opinion on a per word basis and Mm. in Vietnamese we use a list of 25,000 words um, to cover the world to cover the land on earth and um, so when you when you when you're looking at a word you know that um, many, many Vietnamese speakers have all given a green tick to this word going, yeah, this is a good word, it's spelt right, it's it's socially acceptable. Um, and then we kind of amalgamate this massive data from our 50 consultants, which then gives us that 25,000 word list. But it's, it's a long process. It takes us about six months. And that's with people working pretty intensely um, from those consultants to actually get a new language up and running. Um, but once it's done, it's then done, because the three words mm-hmm. never change, they're fixed. So you can't go back and go, oh, actually, I didn't mean this word, I, I meant this word. Um, so that's why we have to just invest so much up front. But um, I guess hence the pride we have in the languages we launch that we know we've done a really thorough job. Um, and hopefully hopefully, your listeners uh, think the same about Vietnamese if they try it.
0: Oh, fantastic. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be looking for my what three words. Um, uh, I, I did not look at it before, but I wanted to wait until I got a good understanding of, of, of today. Um, so I'll be downloading the app myself and, uh, finding those what three words, uh, right after this, uh, Chris, thank you for joining the show.
1: Pleasure, Hal. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Uh, For those of you listening in, thank you for tuning in for another episode of Vietnam Innovators, this time with Chris Sheldrick, the CEO and co-founder of What3Words. You heard it straight from him. He's hiring. So if you're keen to join his team, uh, launch the whole Vietnamese market for uh, What3Words, give them a buzz. Uh, Their contact information uh, will be shared on the uh, description of today's podcast. Uh, Thanks, Chris. And we'll hope to see you back in Vietnam very soon. Amazing. Thanks so much, Hal. With a comprehensive healthcare ecosystem, GeoHealth integrates technology to optimize the examination experience for their customers. The GeoSmart clinic provides a multi-specialty clinic experience with a team of elite doctors and cutting edge technology. And with their recent Series B investment of up to 20 million U.S. dollars, GeoHealth is coming closer to expanding their smart clinic system nationwide. You can also check out the video version of this podcast on our other platforms such as YouTube and Facebook. New episodes are out every week. So don't forget to subscribe to Vietcetra's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube channel for more interesting content.